Bro. Welcome back to another episode of When the Bell Tolls with Big Cuz. This is your host, Big Cuz, and today we're going to be talking about a debut in a company and the potential of what it could mean for the other. Yeah, I'm going to talk about the debut at Wrestle Dream of Adam Copeland in AEW. For those that are unaware of its real name, his character and his gimmick in WWE was that of the rated R superstar, Edge. And he looks like he'll be the rated R superstar, Adam Copeland, in AEW. Because WWE has not held the patent for that, or trademark for rated R superstar in a very long time. So props for Copeland. Uh, I think it's huge for AEW. It gets another veteran presence in there. I'm holding off full judgment until I see how well they continue to book him after the first couple months and the polish has wore off the new toy. Now, what does this mean for WWE going forward? Now, I watched one of his final matches on SmackDown, the triple threat match. It was AJ, Ray, and Edge in Knoxville. And Edge is a huge star. But at the time that I saw him, his return had been about about three year, about four years now since his miraculous return to the Royal Rumble. And... Like I stated about AEW, the polish had worn off. People were excited to see Edge, but it was like, okay, cool, it's Edge. I mean, it was just one of those things, and it's unfortunate. Because we we wanted new superstars, but we also wanted to see those superstars that we grew up loving. And Edge, unfortunately, fell in that realm of, okay, it's time to go on. And it wasn't that... WWE didn't want Edge anymore. It's the fact that they knew, listen, he leaves, we're going to find someone to fill that role. And he did what he wanted to in WWE. He came back, he won a Royal Rumble. And uh, granted, he didn't get his world title again, but he had matches for it. He had that awful, the long, awfully long match with Orton at COVID Mania. And he had his moments in WWE. Now, I'm ecstatic to see what he does in AEW. Him and Christian feud could be legendary. It could be. I mean, we heard on uh, Dynamite Rampage, one of them last week, when uh, Christian says, fuck you. When he hugged him about teaming up together. Now, are we probably going to get a Christian and Edge team at some point? Yeah. But uh, I'm excited to see where it goes. He's talking about competing in Japan. He said he's never done that. It's the sky is the limit over there. But the question I have is he didn't want to be WWE full time, but he's okay with AEW full time. Now, listen, I understand their full time is different. You have you don't have as many house shows and all that stuff, but Edge wasn't doing a whole lot of house shows. Okay, we can go ahead and just throw that out there. I I don't understand what the difference is one full time over the other full time. Like I said, I'm happy he's getting a chance to do something different at this point in his career. After 25-plus years of WWE, 20-plus years with WWE, it's a chance to do something different. But could you have imagined back in the day 
stone cold going, all right, I'm out. Jumping ship to like New Japan. Now we know Brock Lesnar did it, but that's, Lesnar can do whatever he wants. He's the alpha male of the companies. But I mean, I can't see superstars that I grew up with going, like The Undertaker after 25 years going, you know what? Yeah, I'm out. I'm going to go to Impact. Eh. Now, now, we had superstars like Kurt Angle and stuff that did that, but they had a reason because they were unemployed for WWE because of drug reasons. So, that's different. Edge had been retired for a long time, comes back, does what he has to, gets out. I have no issue with him going to AEW. I love it. I think it's huge. It opens up a spot in WWE for a new, younger superstar to take that role, like Triple H said in the post-Fastlane uh, press conference. Now we'll see how they handle Edge going forward. We've seen WWE stars debut before, and after a couple months, they're in the fold with everybody else again. And Tony Khan, you can't do that with Adam Copeland. He is too universally liked by the fans to just throw him in the mix like a Miro or something like that. You can't do that to Edge. You can't do that to Adam Copeland. So... On that same realm, Edge is not the only star that switched companies recently. AEW's star female, the alpha female over there, Jade Cargill, has announced and appeared and signed with WWE. And she appeared on camera at Fastlane under the name Jade Cargill. So we'll see what they do with her. The rumor is that she's going to appear on multiple shows to build up hype of which show she's actually going to. She's another one that you have to build properly. She needs to fight, and you want to make her a dominant star. I think I said this out, have her destroy someone like Bianca, Asuka, Flair, right out of the gate. Jade needed WWE more than AEW needed Jade. She needed a chance to hone her skills, hone her mic skills, all this stuff. Performer Center gives her that chance. I think it's a huge addition for WWE's women to get Jade Cargill in there. They didn't sign Sasha Banks back. They let her contract run. Their rumor is they're bringing back Kyrie Sane, which is another massive signing for WWE or TKO, whatever it is now. But Jade Cargill is, we'll see where it's going to lead. Like I said, I'm holding off judgment on her career. Like I am edges to see what happens when the, the polish wears off the new fancy toy. And USA Network announced too that the debut of Brian Pillman Jr. is coming as well to NXT. Yes, the son of flying Brian Pillman is coming to NXT. He's announced he's signed with WWE, which huge rumor is that his name is going to be Lexus King in honor of his sisters, one that has passed and one that's still living. I think that's a great honor. I love that. I would like him to be Brian Pillman Jr., but at the same time, that stigma would be tied with his father, and he may not want that anymore. So, I mean, we've got stars flipping companies back and forth, and I love that. It's a lot it was in the Monday Night Wars. Now, we've got AEW has to move to a Tuesday night this week because of postseason baseball, and it's, I mean, you've got Adam Copeland's debut match with Luchasaurus. So what does normally NXT is on Tuesdays? What does WWE do they just run a normal show? <laughs> now. 
Not at all. I mean, we've got Carmelo and Braun Breaker with John Cena in Carmelo's, Carmelo's corner, Paul Heyman in Braun Breaker's corner. Oh, is that – you'll stop at those two stars? No, no, no. Cody Rhodes is going to make an announcement. Do we stop with Rhodes? No, no, no. Asuka's in a match. You're looking at four huge stars. And the potential in the end of the commercial has none other than the legend, The Undertaker's gong at the end. WWE is ponying up the whole show to combat AEW. I love it. I mean, people say it's petty on Triple H's or WWE's behalf, but I really don't care at all. I have, I don't care. Let them. Y'all, it's, we all say ratings don't matter. When we come down to it, people talk about, well, this one was higher rated than this one. I don't give a flying fig. SmackDown had 2.3 million viewers on Friday. Rampage had 319,000. Woohoo! Nobody cares. Except for those marks that want to push which company's better because of the ratings. Just enjoy the damn product. Is WWE petty for putting all these superstars? No! Do they want to build up their superstars of tomorrow? today yes is using john cena and paul Heyman smart for that absolutely is using an aging oscar to help yes and what other better presence to build up a superstar than the legend of the undertaker i love it they're building superstars of tomorrow today by using these superstars who cares if aew just happens to be on tuesday that night yeah, I mean, it is what it is. You're telling me AEW's not done that to WWE? They have. WCW did it to WWE back in the day and vice versa. It is what it is. Tactics are used by companies to try to lure viewers over. It's been that way for 30, 40, 50 years now. Nobody cares. And until we stop caring about the ratings and who won who, we're still going to bicker about which product's better. Just shut up and enjoy it. We get a rare chance to see Edge fight on one channel and John Cena and Paul Heyman in the ring with the other. Enjoy it. Flip back and forth. Enjoy the product. And yes, I know this episode I've rambled a whole whole bunch about different things. We talked about Edge's arrival, Jay Cargo's, Brian Pillman Jr. We talked about the ratings, the petty, all this stuff. Just enjoy it. And yes, this is a normal rant for me. But it is what it is, y'all. Enjoy the product. So we talk Edge, Jade, Fastlane. We're talking about NXT, Rampage, Wrestle Dream. Y'all, we are no longer just a WWE podcast. Even though that's what we talk about a lot because that's what we enjoy. But we do branch out to just continue to support us. We're going to try to keep pushing more episodes out. Y'all, I coach high school football, and the fall is very, very tough for me to record podcasts. I get home after teaching school till 3.30, go to practice till 7.30. By the time I get home, it's 8.30. It's difficult. So the fact that you all are still listening to our product even though we're publishing like one episode a month, means the absolute world to all of us, all five of us. It really, truly does. 
we would not be where we were in 40 different countries now without the support of our fans. No matter where you are in this world, we say thank you from the bottom of our hearts for supporting us. And as Yon Man puts it, somebody in this world likes to hear five goobers talk about pro wrestling because they can. And that's the damn truth. We enjoy it. We absolutely do. Thank you. And remember, when the bell tolls, the match is over.